Welcome to our fifth episode of On the Couches. We're so excited that you joined us today and are tuning in. It would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe and if you'd even leave us a comment to let us know how much these impacted you. Today, I'm looking forward to a great conversation with Rob, our executive pastor, and John Slater, our worship and creative arts pastor. Let's jump right in. So excited to have you for our On the Couches episode. I'm pumped. We've got John Slater, our worship pastor, and we've got Rob, our executive pastor. So we're going to jump in today. Now, this past Sunday is one of my favorite Sundays that we do all the time. It, it's, it was Baptism Sunday, right? And Baptism Sunday is such a powerful time because it's where you hear the stories of what's happening. But before we jump into to talking about that, uh, I got to talk about one of my funniest baptismal scenarios, right? I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube video of a person like cannonballing into the middle of the, the, the baptism tank. Well, I was on staff at a church that their baptismal tank was like this big, huge, very exposed like circle at the back of the auditorium. Like you couldn't hide it. It was, it was always just there. And like half of it was like this, wa- this white kind of, uh, stucco thing and then the other half was like glass and so you could see the people get dunked underwater and they were filling up for water baptismals and one of the staff pastors that I was really good friends with and I shouldn't mention his name because sure. Jeff would probably Jeff Johnson would probably be <laughs> embarrassed if I said it but uh, he actually filled the baptismal tank with like goldfish and like koi fish on a Sunday and our senior pastor lost his mind when he walked in and there's koi goldfish swimming through the baptismal tank. I love it. Oh, man. You know, now that I'm a lead pastor, I kind of see the perspective of that lead pastor. I'm so grateful that (laughs) Peter McIntosh did not fire me the amount of times he could have fired me. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I love the stories that come from that season and then I'm shocked that they allow you to pastor just down the road from him. Yeah. They they allow you to be that close to each other still. That's crazy. There's so many stories. It was honestly one of the funnest seasons in pastoral ministry just because Jeff literally is one of the craziest uh, pranksters there is. That was just so fun. I'm like, I don't even know if you love Jesus, but it's fun working. Right, with Rob, you. you want to add some of those? Well, stories? no, hey, you got our unique I, relationship. I, I, I work with Jeff, <laughs> and uh, he is a definitely a prankster. One, it was a Christmas time. He took a Glade plug-in and put it in the ceiling tile Incredible. of my in my office, like a horrible. It was this pine scented glass. So like for like two weeks, <laughs> my office smelled like a pine forest. So Not good. just a nice pine forest, but like the the worst that you could possibly imagine. Right. So that's that's Jeff Johnson. That is Jeff. I love it. That's, I have so many funny stories of all the pranks that he did. But Water Baptism Sunday, come on. That was it, amazing. They're, they're awesome, right? Like I love when we get to gather with, with people and they tell us their story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was especially powerful because we, we got to see uh, different stories of people being water baptized, but especially powerful to, to still be reminded that God is on the move, right? right. Like, there seems to be this narrative out there right now that, that God's kind of losing, right? I don't know if you guys have heard it, but this constant like, oh man, the numbers are going up, lockdowns are happening, and there's mm. all this negativity that is building and building and building and building, and all this talk about how the government's winning and the devil's winning because we're not fighting the government and all of this mm. stuff. Right. If you if you really listen, it almost sounds like God is God is losing. Yeah, and we tend I think we tend to see what God is doing through the lens of where we are, right? So it's like commonly, if we feel like we're losing or we're feeling depressed or we're right. hurting, we're anxious or like we tend to like 
discern what God is doing through that lens, right? And David talks about this all the time inside of the Psalms where he's like, I actually have to lift my eyes above where I am right now and be reminded by those things. That's what those stories do for me, is, is hearing a story of someone who is choosing to dedicate their entire life to the Lord and who is excited and hungry for more of God and being reminded, oh, you do still do that. Yeah. Oh, I, oh you, yeah, you're right, you are still good, you're still moving this. Oh, you know what? I was so stuck up in my in my junk and just in kind of what was going on around my life. Right. I was trying to like see you through that, but you actually were calling me to lift my eyes above what I was going through. And oh, right, that is still who you are, right? I love that. I think a lot. It's because we just we we're constantly we, we look to how things were. Sure. Right, and especially what you're saying. But mm. I'm like, I know in our circumstance, like there's so like, like we have people all over. You know what I mean? In this in this season, right? We, yeah. We're coming out of bass from this, this, especially this, you know, we've had one person that was never with us, but beyond that, there's been so many people, you know, and even everyone's saying, ah, oh, you know, this is it's not happening, but we're, but we're seeing, we're winning in not just Woodstock, but mm -hmm. around Canada and our world, like the different people that are, yeah. that are seeing what we're doing and, and absolutely loving it. You know what I mean? And it's something that we've been trying to do for a long time as a church is trying to celebrate the individual stories of people. Right, like trying to actually like, it's, you're not just a person here that attends a church and congratulations, you actually have a story of God's faithfulness right. moving in your life. We wanna honor that story because guess what? You can actually use that story to lead other people into that relationship with Jesus. And we, I think we've done a decent job. I mean, JB does a lot of this with storytelling and just grabbing people's testimonies and grabbing people's experiences, whether it's with church or whether it's with God or with family or what have you, and using those stories to kind of illustrate points that are kind of more universal truths for all of us to have. Well, that's one of the things we've been trying to do a story at least once a month where mm -hmm. we're telling some, not even water baptism, but just someone's story of why we worship or how God has moved in this season to inspire mm -hmm. people. Because one of the things, I love your scripture verse, and it just reminds me of David saying, you know, uh, I look to the hills, where does my help come from? Sure. Right? It comes from the, the maker, uh, the Lord of heaven. Like, but the concept there is mm -hmm. constantly like, if I just look to myself, I don't see victory, mm -hmm. right? Like. It's so easy in this season to go, man, churches are closed. Um, Christmas isn't gonna look the way Christmas is supposed to look like. My business is not doing well. Everybody's angry, <laughs> like angry, right? Mm -hmm. uh, God is losing. And what I love about telling stories is it actually inspires people to go, look, look, look. Don't look through, like you said, your own perspective. Mm -hmm. Don't look at what you're seeing that's easy. And, you know, don't look just at the doctor's report that says that cancer is going to take your life. Don't look just at your, your bank statement that says like you're, you're financially broke. We got to lift our eyes from the hills, the natural mm -hmm. spot of salvation, to the maker of heaven and earth, mm -hmm. right? He's actually on the move. Mm -hmm. He's actually going to heal your body. He's actually going to take care of your finances. He's actually going to still move today in the middle of lockdowns, in the mm -hmm. middle of COVID, in the middle of Christmas at home. He's still moving. Mm -hmm. And I think when we share stories, we're actually camping on that going, hey, right. look, look you're, you've been bombarded by media with this story, but you need to see this story. This is what happens every time we do one of these, he just starts preaching. And I'm just like, where do you want me to go? Where, like, where do you want me to respond to this message? Like, I'm here. But echoing just what you're saying, Jeff, like, for me, this season, uh, you know, part in, especially in the springtime of, especially my old role when I was spiritual life and care pastor, you know, spending time doing pastoral care, just echoing that, the amount of people, like there was some serious, especially in that springtime and mm -hmm. into early summer, there were some serious things that happened in people's life. Like we had yeah. people within our church that, you know, 
lost, lost babies. Um, we had many people lose like very close people to them, but, but going to that, like those people, you know, didn't lose heart. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like journeying with these people, us following up with them, like, yes, there was, they were, they were sad and there was that, but they didn't, they didn't stick in their, in their mm -hmm. grief or their pain and their hurt. They didn't like, they're like, no, God is with me. And so I'm going to fight through those feelings. I'm going to fight through what's going on here. And like, mm -hmm. we, we, yes, we've, there's so, we, there's just amazing stories within our church mm -hmm. of people that just pushed through and fought through those things. They had every right to like, be like, mm -hmm. well, I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? Um, like, but they didn't. Yeah. It's amazing to me on that train of thought, how many people use excuses like, oh, I've given up with God because, you know, the pastor didn't call me, right? Right. And then you talk to people like that who've gone through real loss and like, God was the only answer I had. Right. It didn't matter if there was a pastor calling me. It was, I was hurting genuinely and deeply. And the only thing I was able to cling to that was actually like a firm, like grab hold is God, right? Yeah. So one of the things I love about Watermelon is, like we said, is the stories, and it's the reminder of God's doing stuff. Because mm -hmm. I know for you and I specifically, and Rob, I know we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. The idea that circulates a lot is, what am I doing? And is sure. it making a difference, right? Like, mm -hmm. we've talked, John, about the idea that when we used to lead worship and preach to you know a packed house, right? Mm -hmm. There there was our, our nine o'clock experience was like eighty percent, eighty-five percent full. It was exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh our nine o'clock people actually were relatively awake, right? right? So it was proud good, of them. right? Yeah. I was so proud of them. And then we got to our ten thirty and it was like a hundred and five percent full. Like every week we're like, we're bringing in more chairs. We don't yeah. know what we're doing. Our ushers were working their tail off. But man, like in that in that ten thirty it was like people would stand and clap in my mm -hmm. messages. They would like shutting down, pop the clutch became a statement <laughs> in our church that was like movement culture. Don't I even want the record to show I started that. Yeah, I well, first, well, I don't know about pop the clutch, but I started the stand because there were just did. moments when you were preaching. The I said cow. pop the clutch. Right? There. <laughs> I don't know. Pop the clutch was like, it was going good. Like keep, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I just, whatever. You're it was gonna, just, yeah. You're not going to talk about our noon service because yeah. they were kind of walking in with, with coffee and just like hanging out. Noon hey, had already had out. breakfast. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're just right. Brunch is sexy. Brunch is always. But exactly. like even that was was sitting about sure. fifty or sixty so percent full. So we were like, it was easy mm -hmm. to have a metric to go, man, how have we done, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? It, we just had an annual business meeting and we just looked at our numbers over the last seven years and we've grown four times yep. the size of what we were when I started seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Four times. It, it's mind blowing to see that number. It's mind blowing to see our budget increased four times, mm -hmm. right? Like right. It, it's, been, it's been an awesome, so like metrics, you're easy to measure, okay, how are we doing? Was this Sunday better than last Sunday numerically? Mm -hmm. Was this Sunday better than last Sunday in salvations? People raising their hands and giving their heart to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Was this Sunday better with people in growth tracks and, right. and uh, starting point, right? We were able to just, there was, Easy, measurable, cause and effect. God's mm -hmm. moving. We're seeing the growth. We're measuring the growth. Mm -hmm. We know that when we lead worship, run a small group, right. or preach, people are showing up. Sure. Lives are being changed. Yeah. Now we're in online world. <laughs> and it's like, are we doing anything, right? right? Like, we're all excited. JB, like, ruined my life, right? J JB, our, our communications pastor, you know, he comes, he's like, hey, Jeff, you got to see this video on Facebook. It's doing awesome. It's blowing up. I'm like, that's awesome. This video's got like nine, 10,000 views. I'm like, man, we are preaching the gospel to 10,000 people. Right. It's moving. The church is on the move. This is awesome. And then he shows up two days later. And he's like, um, yeah, I remember I showed you that video. Well, I actually looked into it. And like of the 9,000 videos, 
8,000 of them only lasted for under a minute. Right. Like, what? He's like, yeah, so so really only like 1,000 people watched it for more than a minute. And of that, like only like 300 watched it for longer than 10 minutes. You're like, Mm -hmm. dude, I hate you. There was this awesome number that I like went to bed at night going, yeah, we're killing it to like, oh, no, we're failing miserably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough. And I think you like there's there's two ways of looking at this is either like in that season this pre-covid season you start to like take advantage or take for granted where you are and the culture that you live in right like i remember uh, the the church that i was working at before i moved to woodstock to be a part of this church family um, i remember sitting in my office and just being like god if you would give me a place to serve where i'm just busy and being used <laughs> and then all of a sudden you move into a church environment that's thriving and growing and where you know the the pace is set at like hey we're going to change the world together and you're like god if i could just get a week of vacation that'd be great <laughs> you know like and and uh, we take vacation here which is good but you you all of a sudden you step into that culture you've been into that culture for a little while, you start to take for granted like the experiences, right? Like yeah. you start to take it for granted that you're going to have thousand plus people that come on a, on a weekend experience. And you start to take your culture for granted that people are going to jump into worship and they're going to sink their teeth into the message. You take for granted that people are looking for community. They engage in community. All of a sudden when you get, and this is not to use this term because I don't know if I appreciate the way it was used originally, but this reset moment, right? If you can actually take this reset moment, it it causes you to appreciate things so differently. So like when we actually had the opportunity to baptize these people, these stories we were showing this past weekend, Mm -hmm. like normally on a baptism Sunday, it's an exciting moment and you're there and it's fantastic. And we would actually take the time and we would pray over people after they got baptized and prophesy over them and speak life into them. And it was fantastic. I loved it. I enjoyed it, but we did it on a regular basis. And so it was like, cool, this is baptism Sunday. Great. This was like the first time that we had baptized people in the better part of a year. And it was like this just different energy, this different excitement about it. And you're like, it's the same act. It's the same moment. But man, this feels special. Man, this is exciting, man. And there's moments where, you know, I could just feel it in the room. It was tangible. And I hope that that translated, you know, to the to the experience itself. As people were watching it, they felt the energy that was in the room as it was happening. But I love I mean, I love even um, this, this girl, Jessica's story. Yeah. Right. It was crazy. And watching, you know, her share this story, I could see even your shoulders just go up for half a second as you're experiencing this like shift in atmosphere in the moment. You're like, oh, my. Wait, hold on. See, we've never met before. And and you've actually right. never been in this building before. And you actually came to the Lord because of the fact that we're online right now. And you're entering into a relationship with him and wanting to follow him all the days of your life and step into obedience. And you're fired up with Holy Spirit because you met Jesus online. Yeah. What? That, does that happen? Like, are you, oh, crazy. Like, it was a really cool moment. Well, it encouraged me because it really was a physical illustration of God is still using us sure. to preach right. the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Because you can get caught up in the numbers and not seeing them and get caught up. I mean, every pastor, if there's pastors listening to this podcast, they can, they can give a testimony to how many negative emails they're getting. Mm-hmm. Whether they're open or not open, whether they're doing what, doesn't matter. They're getting negative emails mm-hmm. in this season about how they're not doing something right. And so you all of a sudden get a story like Jessica. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, like it, it's worth it, right? Like, yeah. yeah, like here's a girl. First of all, let's talk about her friend Jennifer who actually shared the post. Wow. Because right? there's, power, there's power in that. Mm-hmm. We say it every Sunday. Hey, you have no idea the difference a share can make, right? And it sounds like it's rhetoric. It sounds like it's like, please, just someone share our stuff because we want you to like it. Right. But it's actually like, here's that power. Right. Jennifer shares this post on her, like shares uh, Movement Church, mm-hmm. Sunday morning experience, and her friend 
Right. Sees it. Mm. Ask questions about it. Jennifer invites her to her house to come and watch, have a watch party, engage with us. She ends up giving her heart to the Lord in this season because someone had the guts to share it. Like, I was so excited because I'm like, man, this, this is the story. This is how the church in today's, this is why we stayed online, mm -hmm. right? So that this girl who would never have come before now has access to be here. Well, we shared a story earlier on in the season of that someone from our church attends here and the same thing, shared it, shared it to her family who lives in the UK. Yeah. Right. And they started, and yep. they started watching mm -hmm. and they got saved. Which is so Wild. crazy. Wild. Right, and like in the UK. Right, so, so, so like, now, and, and I know this is happening because I talked to tons of other pastors. All, a bunch of pastors mm -hmm. are online. So all of a sudden, you know, out of Woodstock, we've got people who are attending our church from the UK. Right. <laughs> we've got people attending our church from, right. uh, you, you just told me there's a, a guy in our, our new believers class. Yeah, from Alberta. From Alberta, who's on, watching us engage with us online, mm -hmm. now involved in our new believers class from Alberta. Yeah. We've got people who are engaged with us in, in BC. We've got people all, and you're like, man, that, we would never have had, and not that it's like, okay, we abandoned the, the, our, our community for the world at large. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. But I'm starting to hear from pastors that this is what's happening. Yeah. Right. Right? Like all of us as churches are, that are stayed in an online format are seeing a world impact. And it's a unique part, I think, of what God's doing inside of the church. I mean, I think he's doing two very unique things in specific to this. But the first is like you're developing that global mindset of church. And, and there's a reality that you belong to the body of Christ, like universal capital C church, and that you have an opportunity to connect with believers from across the world. And now, you know, it's not just a few churches that are online that are doing really, really well and producing a great experience that people can tune into. It's churches across the world. Pretty much every city has at least one church that's doing something online now that's ministering to that community of people. And it's really fostering that global village, which is like an echo of what we've already seen happening in the world, right? Where you're seeing that global village develop is the church kind of recognizing that and beginning to actually use those tools to develop that. And I think secondly, and I love this whole reality of Jessica's friend doing more so than just common. sharing, right? It's like, I think that um, this season has really put evangelism, this season's really put the purpose of the gospel and the, the mission that we have as believers um, back into the hands of the church, right? And, and you, you've said this so many times uh, during this season is like our role as leaders is actually like not really to do the ministry. It's to, to, to be the ministry and to actually equip and resource the, you know, the believers, the church to do the ministry. And so you've got a friend like Jennifer, who's not only willing to share, right? But when somebody actually shows interest in a share is willing right. to invite somebody over to her house to have right. a, a watch party. I think they had a watch party, just the two of them. Like it yeah. was a very intimate <laughs> moment, but, but perfect. Maybe Holy Spirit orchestrated in that moment, right? To have that, that watch party together, to answer their questions, to come alongside of her, to journey with her. Um, what a beautiful picture of the opportunity that we're being given as a body of Christ to really take ownership of the gospel and to lead people into the kingdom. I, I equate like sharing to basically inviting somebody to church. And we know like, yeah. you know, inviting somebody to church, inviting somebody to like a physical experience, right, is great. And we perpetuated that and we asked people to do that and it was fantastic. And I think that that's probably the best traction that you can get. 
um, when it comes to actually sharing what God is doing is inviting somebody to come and to be a part of it and like, hey, come and sit with me kind of thing. But how many of us would actually go that extra mile to like, hey, do you want to go for lunch after? Yeah. Really pumped, right. really pumped that you came. Do you want to like, do you have any questions? Do you want to talk about it? Like, or even, or even texting somebody to follow up, be like, hey, like, didn't see you at the 1030. Did you end up coming in for the noon? Or did you end up not coming this weekend? And, you know, really, really taking ownership over that. Um, I think the hardest part about that whole reality is that we can tend to invite somebody to church and like put it off on our checklist. Did it. Invited somebody to church. Or even, even we can tend to like share and say, did it. The power of my share. It's like, but what about the power of the follow-up? Right. Yeah. And actually like being willing to come alongside of people and do that in a season. Right. And, and like, it's just, it's so transferable at the end of the day to where we've been, to where we're going. It's like the gospel still needs to be shared and still needs to be nurtured. I think of friends that I have who are like, yeah, I have a great relationship with my neighbors. We go for, for walks on a regular basis. And I'm just like investing in relationship enough with them that at some point in time they realize, hey, you guys, you know, you say that you go to this church and you have a small group at your house. Would you like ever be interested in me coming over and popping over and seeing what that's about? That kind of stuff. Because all of a sudden you have the relationship now and it's not just like, well, I invited my neighbor to church, check. It's, no, I actually have been like really working this out and really being a part of their life and being invested with them. And then as you see the journey come to a, like not a completion, but you see like different markers and different rites of passage and moments like baptism, you're like, I was a part of that. Yeah. Man, how cool is that, right? What I, what I like, John, it was earlier in the season, actually one of the times when you were hosting, you talked about the share, but you said, you, we, we made a, sh a shift um, where mm. you talked about not just sharing it just publicly on our walls, right. but actually like, how about just like, you sending know, that, that one person sending in like a, mm. a direct message through Facebook, you know, to somebody. Cause mm. I th actually think it's, it's, it's actually, uh, maybe for me, but I think it's kind of easy just to like, you know, I, I know how it works. You go to write post and you just kind of, share it out mm. there, but to actually like specifically, mm. you know, mm. not just share, but just add some Send thought a to messenger that. messenger to somebody. Right. right? Hey, is, this stood out to me today and I thought of you. I'm sending you the message from our pastor. Start a thread with them. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more personal, putting yourself out. And I, and I just think about it's just, just even this whole thing of, it's so fitting just what we did. Just, it just ties and ends the series of just, of really being, mm becoming very active, mm -hmm. right? There's nothing more active in our faith, right? Obviously, yes, of, of accepting Christ, but then no, I'm gonna make something public now, right? Sure. And be baptized. That's wow, so cool. incredible. I, you I know what it. I mean? Like that's, what's, like that's what it's about. And, and, we're, and we're hearing from people, you know what I mean? Of just like, you know, this Jen who, who connected to this Jessica girl. And we know there's even more stories of people Somewhere. within our church that are doing that are, are actually listening to this and realizing, man, it's more than just showing up. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's time for me to really get in the game and begin to really take this thing seriously. Right. Sure. Both of y'all are so, preaching. So I wanted, there's a couple of things I just wanted that I thought were important as I was thinking through Jessica's story and through where we're at and the journey we've been on. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've right. talked about the journey quite a bit. Um, but if, if you're watching today or listening today on one of our podcasts, I want to encourage you if, if you're a leader, because it's really easy in this season to lose sight of what's actually happening. So there's just a couple of things I want to point out. If you're a leader of an organization, leader of a business, leader of a church, leader in your household, uh, whatever that looks like, I want to just, I want to point out a few things. First thing we talked about was like, it's really easy to believe what's being propagated around us and told around us, but let's take our eyes off of that. Let's focus on what God is doing, mm -hmm. right? Let's not believe the, the narrative that 
death and doom are the only answers. Let's actually believe that Christ is victorious and he reigns and nothing happens outside of his will, right? Because that gives us confidence. Mm -hmm. Second thing I want to encourage you, if you're a leader of your home uh, or in your business or at a church, I want to encourage you, do what God called you to do, right? Mm -hmm. Because let's talk for a quick second. There was some rough seasons in there where it was like, man, I don't know if we're making the right choice, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like, yeah, we chose as a church to stay online only. And, and every, all, it feels like every friend I had went back to church and had started doing the building. And we were like, no, we, we're going to stay online for the safety of our community. Mm-hmm. Plus, so that we can execute one well. I wasn't going to sacrifice one for the other. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we were like, we just didn't have the resources to do both well. So we stayed online. Right. And there was a season where we're like, are we making the right choice? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone hates us. Every email is brutal. I feel like the conversations I have are brutal, right? And it just felt like, man, maybe we're not making the right choice. But I want to encourage you, stay faithful to what God called you to do. Like, you got to remember, we're not called to please men. We're called to be obedient to who God calls us to be, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's so important to hold on to in this season, right? Thirdly, that really hit me is we need to reinvent, right? We're... We're in this now, it's been what, eight months, eight and a half months, nine months, somewhere around there that we're not meeting as a live church. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And in the business world, think about if you couldn't do your business the way you've always done it for nine months. We had to reinvent. We had to take what's been done in church for thousands of years and come out, how do you do it differently? And then we've experimented with different locations, different sets, different styles, different amount of worship, let alone mm-hmm. more. All of the stuff we keep experimenting with because we're like, we got to reinvent what we're doing because the main thing is still the main thing. What are we doing? We're still preaching the gospel. We're mm-hmm. still a church that thinks about those who are outside rather than thinking about those who are inside. Mm-hmm. And we still offer hope, grace, love, and mercy. Mm-hmm. But we just had to reinvent how we did it. And you may need to reinvent what you're doing in your church or what you're doing in your business or how you're leading your family. And third, or fourthly, is just then celebrate the wins because God is moving. And that's what we did this past Sunday. We celebrated mm-hmm. the win of what God has done. And we, this is what we do every time we share a story. We're celebrating the win. Mm-hmm. And then the very last thing that I'm going to leave us with is share I know it sounds like we're oversimplifying and we're over trying to say like, oh, just make us more popular. It's not about us getting more likes on a Facebook video or a YouTube video. It's really about the idea of letting others know who you are. And I love the idea you guys are talking about. Don't just hit share and it's easy to share, make public, add a word or two and pop it on your feed and your feed becomes more of a billboard. I love the idea of actually saying, God, who do you want me to share this with today? This message hit this, Mm -hmm. this, and this. And Mm -hmm. I know that so-and-so is going through this struggle. Actually going to send it through Messenger or DM it to somebody saying, hey, you should check out this message. It really spoke to my life. Mm -hmm. I think that would be so, so powerful. Listen, so excited to have you with us uh, for our episode of On the Couches. Man, we are just loving this season of being able to just take what we talk about on Sunday and go deeper and wrestle through it. I hope you find it encouraging. In fact, if you find it encouraging, would you do us a favor? Would you subscribe? Whether that is to our Apple Podcasts, our Spotify Podcasts, or our YouTube page, would you subscribe so that you keep getting notifications of all the new material that we're posting and that we're bringing up? Would you also do us a favor? Would you give us a rating, a review? Let us know if something in here has impacted you or challenged you. Man, we'd love to hear that. So give us a review and let us know how this stuff is impacted. I want to encourage you, don't lose faith, but hold on to what God has for you. Don't give up. See that he's on the move. Share and would you reinvent and be obedient to God. Have an awesome day.